Good afternoon and welcome to the sixth episode of Talking with Frankie. Today I'm glad to receive George Lobo, who is a seminarian from Toronto, uh, who is a deacon. Today, Joshua will tell us about life in the seminar of Scarborough. We talk about lifestyle, prayer, studies, and Joshua and I, we were classmates. We had some theology courses at St. Augustine Seminary in Toronto. So, Dick and Joshua, welcome to Southern Night and to the show Talking with Frankie. How are you doing today? Frankie, I'm doing very well, and it's very exciting for me to be here. I have to tell you, as a kid, I always wanted to be a radio DJ, like someone on the radio. So, this okay. is like me uh, living a dream that I had since childhood. It's not exactly the same, but yeah. to me, it's pretty awesome. So, thank you very much for having me. Okay, so welcome. So, where are you in terms of finishing your formation? So I'm actually in my last year of formation. So I've been at the seminary now for eight years. And okay. I'm actually in the last few months of my last semester in my last year of formation. So I'm at the very tail end of my seminary formation. But I'd like to say that, you know, formation is ongoing even after after the seminary. But okay. my seminary formation is at the end. Okay. So will you be ordained priest soon? Because you are a deacon now, right? That's correct. I'll be ordained a priest, God willing, in May. Okay. So we pray for that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. What does a typical day in the seminary look like, Joshua? Well, I'd like to start off by saying, you know, it's there's no real typical day. Like our, our day is very structured and very routine, but within each of those days, uh, various things can co- pop up. We have visitors that come to the seminary or different events, but our day is pretty much structured around our prayer. So we begin around 6.30 in the morning okay. um, with our first communal prayer. That's adoration for about one hour. So from 6.30 to 7, we have our own private prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. And around 7 o'clock, we pray morning prayer together. That is the Liturgy of the Hours, the prayer of the church. So okay. we pray those five times a day, but uh, we pray morning prayer together at 7 o'clock in the morning. So that's how we begin our day. And depending on um, if it takes you a long time to get ready or a quick time to get ready, your day can begin between uh, anywhere between uh, 5.30 and 6, as long as you're down for a 6.30 morning prayer. So that's how we start our day with prayer. Okay. And from there, we move on to breakfast. And, um, okay, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's very important. The seminarian, yeah. the seminarian's stomach is a very important part of the body. So I know that. <laughs> it, we go to, from, from morning prayer to breakfast and okay. then to our classes. So we run on like a university schedule. So depending on if you have class that day, then after breakfast, you go to class. But uh, just like university students, they don't, they don't have class every day. So depending depends on your own individual schedule if you have class. So we from breakfast, we go to class. And we usually commute about one hour to go to classes. We study at the University of Toronto. So we study we study there, and it's about an hour commute from the seminary. So okay. during that time, the seminarians will, will chat or pray. And there's various ways of going uh, downtown. So from class, we come back for lunch usually. Or if we have lunch uh, class at around 1, we stay downtown and eat lunch there, okay. take a packed lunch. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is the afternoon is pretty free. Um, Usually guys will exercise or they'll pray or they'll read, do some hobby, uh, some of their hobbies. Um, what kind of hobbies? If footballs, like, do play sport like this? Oh, yeah, the seminarians play. Basketball, uh, football, oh, yeah, or definitely. hockey? Okay. Lots of sports that we play. We play uh, ice hockey every Friday, pretty much. We uh, we rented some ice. So every Friday we're playing ice hockey. But uh, we're also connected to a high school, Cardinal Newman High School. Okay. And uh, we share a gymnasium with them. So usually when the students go home, around 3 or 3.30. After that, we can use the gym basically anytime we want. So uh, there's a basketball court there. So we can, we're can. we always playing basketball and uh, soccer. 
there's actually a tournament every year between St. Augustine Seminary, where I'm a student, and St. Peter's Seminary. Oh, really? It That's used amazing. to be a hockey tournament. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the, the number of hockey players is dwindling, so now we play, uh, it's usually indoor soccer. Okay. So I'm proud to say St. Augustine's won again this year uh-huh. in soccer. So um, the guys love uh, love playing so sports. So are you a good soccer player or football or hockey? My, my, my main sport is basketball. Oh, okay. Uh, but I do play soccer and um, other sports, but I, I would say my main sport that I'm pretty proficient at is basketball. Okay. So that's the sport I love playing. Many of the guys play basketball as well. We have quite a good number of guys who play sports. So okay. Yeah. So do you get time off of the seminary, like outside with your family and stuff like this? Absolutely. So we do have pretty much Saturday, unless there's a, a function going off the seminary or something that we're required to be at. Um, Saturday is pretty much a free day where you're able to go home. Okay. Uh, of course, there are guys at the seminary that are not from Toronto, people from um, Hamilton, for example, okay. or Peterborough, Pembroke. Okay. So they can't go home as as readily as some of the Toronto guys. But if you're uh, if you want to, you can go home pretty much every Saturday if you'd like, uh, unless there's something going on at the seminary. We also do get Christmas break okay. at the seminary for about two to three weeks. So time to spend with your family, to unwind uh, with your friends that you're not able to see as often. We also have the summers away from the seminary as well. We're usually posted in parishes, for example, or we might be working a regular job. So there is time away from the seminary to meet with your family. Okay. And do you have to do your own laundry or cooking or cleaning? Do you do those stuff? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So there's, yeah, we do. So there are laundry machines at the seminary. So Uh we, we do our own laundry. And um, in terms of cooking, all our meals are prepared for us. Um, But there are student kitchens or kitchens like in lounge areas at the seminary where if you want to, perhaps um, if you're hungry and you want to make a snack, there's a stove and there's, you know, stuff that you can use to make other meals. And sometimes I know that certain groups at the seminary, for example, the guys in our um, second year of theology, they often get together every Sunday and cook together a meal and uh, they, they eat it together. So there is places if you want to cook, you can. But all our meals are prepared for us. In terms of cleaning, you're responsible for keeping your own room clean. And now, in the last couple of years, we recently got washrooms added to our rooms. So okay. you're responsible for keeping your room clean as well as your washroom clean. And some of the um, common areas in the seminary, like the seminarian lounge, the seminarians take turns uh, cleaning that. We also have dishwashers that we have to load and unload. So um, in terms of that, they have those kinds of cleaning duties. But because we also live in a big institution, there is a, a wonderful cleaning staff that also cleans the bigger areas of the seminary, like okay. um, the halls and things like that. Yeah. So, Dick and Joshua, how long does it take to become a diocesan priest? It takes, it, it really depends on each individual person, what um, what education they come in with. Okay. But it typically takes between five to eight years. For me, it took eight years um, but I know it can take uh, typically between five to eight years, depending on if you've studied philosophy in your undergrad, perhaps. Or, but every guy comes in with a different kind of academic background. So the church requires us to study philosophy and theology. And St. Augustine Seminary also asks us to have one year of spiritual year, which is no studies, but a year um, where we d- deepen our prayer life. We also have one year in the parish. Um, so all those years together... It can vary depending on your academic background coming into the seminary, but it typically takes five, six, seven, eight years. Okay. And what is the role of the intellectual aspect in that process? Oh, yeah. there's um, It's one of the four pillars of formation. We have the spiritual, the intellectual, 
but also the human and the pastoral. So they're all important. The intellectual side is mm-hmm. there so that, you know, priests, when they teach the people uh, and they speak, they can speak with sound uh, doctrine. We study many things in terms of um, our academic formation. We study ecclesiology, Christology. We study the history of the church, canon law, um, scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, the prophets, Psalms. Last semester, I had prophets and Psalms with you, right? Uh, I had Psalms with you. I took prophets a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's lots to study, but the studies are they're excellent. They um, they really quench a thirst that every human being has, you know, to know God. So they've been a blessing. Okay. And how would one must be to enter the seminary? If someone is like 35 or or 18. In terms of canon law, I'm actually not sure how the minimum age, but here in, for St. Augustine's, I, I'm pretty sure you have to be at least um, 18. You have to have at least finished your high school. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So what has been the best part of your seminar experience thus far? It's honestly, it's difficult to pinpoint just one thing, but there's, there's been so many things that I've been grateful for. Um, the community life, the fraternity amongst exactly. myself and the other seminarians. Um, you know, just growing in my prayer life as well. Um, the studies that we've, um, we've got to study, are there, they've been incredible. Um, getting to, I, I don't know if I said <laughs> growing in my prayer life, growing my relationship with God. Okay. Even the human formation, just the fact that you're living with other people helps you grow as a man, as a person. So exactly. It's been a lot of growth and a lot of growth in self-knowledge as well. So that's been the best part for me, the growth. Okay. And what would you say has been the hardest part of being in seminary? Um, some of the difficult parts of being in seminary is at first, I mean, I guess it changes as I go through seminary. Diff- different things become difficult. Um, the first, when I first entered seminary, being away from my family, that was my first time that I was away from them. Right. So th- that was difficult at first. And then uh, as my time in seminary, uh, as I got um, further along in my formation, I would say, um, that became less difficult. But then other things became um, more difficult. I would like, I can't explain it verbally almost. There was a certain dying to self that had to take place. Um, dying to my own dreams and desires and learning to to um, appreciate what God is asking for me and learning to love God's will himself. There was a certain death that happened interiorly, which was kind of difficult at times. And how's you come closer to the ordination as a priest? How do you feel right now? I feel excellent. I feel very, um, I'm, I'm ready to go, I feel, like as ready as anyone can be to become a priest, I guess. But I'm very excited to, to get to meet the parishioners that I will be serving, to be with the people of God, to celebrate the sacraments. Uh, I'm very excited. Okay. So what if someone goes to the seminar and then decides he doesn't want to become a priest? I would say that's that's absolutely fine because the seminary is not a place where you go to become a priest necessarily. Okay. It's a place where you go to discern. So what you say is very important. So can you can you explain that? Because people would uh, like to uh, know. Because yeah. for, for people, you go to the seminary to, to become a priest, and you said it's not the, the first thing someone goes to seminary to become, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm so grateful for Cardinal Collins. When I was discerning entering the seminary, he said a couple of very wise things. He said, there's no bad way to leave a seminary, only a good way, either as a priest or not as a priest. Because that person, that man will have learned many things that will help him to be a better father, a better Christian, you know, a better husband, um, just by being in the seminary. So he, he said, the seminary is a place where you go to discern if God is calling you to be a priest. Because it's very difficult to discern outside of the seminary. Because there's many temptations, there's much noise, there's not as much time for prayer, for example, because you're busy with work and school. and So the seminary is a place 
specifically created to help you discern because there is that structure of prayer. There is the fraternity amongst other seminarians. You see other like-minded individuals who are on the same path. We have wonderful priest formators at the seminary who are there for spiritual direction, but also just looking at their example. And through all these things, through all the um, pillars of formation at the seminary, the intellectual life, living in fraternity, uh, the prayer life, that's how a person discerns if God is calling them to be a right, priest. Right. That's where the uh, the desire either grows or you realize that God is calling you to something else. But regardless of whether a man chooses to become a priest or not, I believe by being in the seminary, he will be a better Christian and a better man in general. So right. there's no bad way to leave a seminary. Yeah, I agree. So can you recommend any good books for one who is thinking about the priesthood? Yes, uh, absolutely. There was there are several books that were very influential in my time as I was discerning to be uh, to, to enter the seminary. One I would say is um, it's called "To Save a Thousand Souls." It's by um, Father Brett Brannon. Okay. And uh, one of my other favorite books is called "Priests for the Third Millennium" by Cardinal Timothy Dolan. It's just a very right. very down to earth, simple book to read, but very profound. It has wonderful stories about uh, about Cardinal Dolan's own priesthood. Another way, another book, sorry, that I, I recommend is The Priest is Not His Own by Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Actually, if there was one book about the priesthood that pretty much unanimously every priest would recommend, it would be it would be that one, The Priest is Not His Own by Fulton Sheen. But in general, I also recommend just books on the prayer life in general. Okay. And um, Father Jacques Philippe, he has several of them that they make you feel very accomplished because they're very tiny books. Yeah. But they're incredibly profound and they really help you know, the beginner, someone who's beginning the prayer life, but also someone who is a little bit more advanced. They're great for anybody. And some of those books are um, Time for God. Okay. Another one is Interior Freedom. Another one is Searching for and Maintaining Peace. So, But any book really by Father Jacques Philippe is excellent for anyone who's thinking about entering the seminary. Also, I would recommend some biographies of some of the great saints because okay. I think that would be just inspiring to anybody to see the right. way that they were so in love with God and so willing to give of themselves, that would be inspiring to anybody in, in any vocation. So for me, that would be someone like St. Francis Xavier, okay. St. Ignatius of Loyola. Okay. There was a great book by Jason Everett um, called St. John Paul II, His Five Great Loves, which I oh. thought was fantastic. But even it, it doesn't have to be the biography of a priest, I think, but St. Therese of Lisieux, her autobiography, Story of a Soul, is actually very instrumental in helping me take that step to um, joining the seminary. So those are some of the recommendations I would have. So thank you. So any final thoughts, uh, Joshua? No, just if there's anyone out there listening who is thinking of entering the seminary or thinking that God may be calling them to be a priest, I just want to, you know, echo the words of Jesus and St. John Paul II, do not be afraid. Like, And my spiritual director always said to me, you know, if you're not praying, then you're not discerning. So someone who is really interested in discerning priesthood should really be praying, spending time with God, and God will make um, himself clear, his voice clear to that person. So, And just to say that if there's any fears, or, in my experience, the seminary has been a wonderful place, and I've, I've loved my, my time of formation, and I wouldn't uh, change anything or take anything back. So it's it's uh, if, take that plunge. As Cardinal Collins says, um, you can't learn how to swim by dipping your toe in the water. You have to jump into the pool. So I guess that's kind of like taking that dive into the deep end to entering the seminary. Okay. So thank you, Joshua uh, Joshua Lobo, for participating in Talking with Frankie. And thank you all for listening to the sixth episode. So in the next episode, we will receive Gregory Silio, a Jesuit, 
and Christina Labiola to talk about music and spirituality. So you can follow and listen to the show on Spotify, iTunes, SouthernLightTV.org, and Facebook. Facebook, Frankie, Southern Light. May God bless you all. Bye-bye.